1: Welcome to the Tim Dillon Show, everybody. Summer in full swing here. The kids are at camp. No, they're not. The camps are closed. They're out overthrowing the government. They're fine. They're making their own fun. They're making their own fun. Get a Chardonnay and go by the pool. You deserve it. You deserve it. Get some salt water, some fresh air, that salt sea air. Take a nice deep breath. Have, make some S'mores. Throw a burger on that grill. I left the desert today to come to Los Angeles to record. And uh, in the, it's about a two-hour drive. And in the time I had uh, left the desert to when I got here, a viral human trafficking conspiracy was born. Isn't that 2020 for you? Isn't that 2020? When I left the desert, Wayfair was just an overpriced, shitty, Boston-based you know, online retailer. Halfway through my drive, I found out they were potentially selling overpriced cabinets named after human trafficking victims. Uh, About 72,000 people had tweeted about it on Twitter. And Newsweek, it's prompting Newsweek and other media outlets to contact Wayfair and get a response. Wayfair, of course, claims that these cabinets are not, placeholders for missing children but they are um, industrial storage cabinets that are priced accurately. I mean these cabinets are 13, 14, 15,000, but it is very creepy the names of the cabinets are missing girls. Like it says Samaya 5 shelf Yuritsa storage cabinet. What what is that? But Somebody on Twitter said these are placeholders. They're priced very high because they're not supposed to be sold yet. And that the names, you could find almost any name because similar to the way they sell keychains with everybody's name on it, they are trying to establish some type of um, database with names or something. I I don't understand online commerce that much, but it is a little creepy that you can find, you know, and they're doing it with pillows too, um, where you can find a pillow that's being sold for $10,000 and then next to the pillow is the name of somebody who went missing. That's strange. Supposedly, if you put in the serial numbers to these ads, it goes to a Russian... uh, goes to Yandex, which is a Russian search engine, and you get pictures of children. However, supposedly you can do that literally with any group of numbers will take you to Yandex and to pictures of children. That's nice, isn't it? Any group of numbers apparently leads you to uh, inappropriate pictures of children on the Russian search engine. Yandex! So isn't that 2020 for you? You leave the house, you leave the, and you're in a, a viral human trafficking conspiracy <laughs> on the way uh, down to Los Angeles. You can't even take a summer drive without uh, falling into a rabbit hole of human trafficking. You just can't do it. Don't even try to do it. You won't be successful. How are you supposed to enjoy the summer when every way you turn is a human trafficking conspiracy. And some of them are pretty fucking creepy, and maybe they're weird. I don't know what's going on. I'm asking questions. These are fucking creepy coincidences. Now, somebody on Twitter was trying to explain it to me, and maybe they're right. I don't know. I ask questions. I withhold judgment. Because a lot of people on Twitter are wrong. They are wrong about a lot of things. I just asked a question. I said, why is Wayfair selling $10,000 cabinets named after girls who've gone missing? And why, when they are questioned, are they removing all of those items from their online store? And somebody responded, the cabinets have serial numbers that bring up suspect images of kids when plugged into sketchy Russian search engine." but the same person said basically all of the names uh next to the cabinets you could pretty pretty much find any name because they're trying to build some database with names, direct marketing, whatever. Who knows? I just know it's summer. And it's just you got to just go out there and enjoy some some fun summer activities. Can't be cooped up with a human trafficking conspiracy for the entire summer. Just can't do it. Got to get out there and enjoy yourself. Go out to that, uh, you know, beach. that may be open. I don't know if it's open or not. I, I've rented a house for two months in the desert. Uh, in the desert, you know, 110 degrees every day. A lot of UV light. Coronavirus not living. Many things not living. The only thing that can live there is gays and Jews and tarantulas. Those are the only things that survive. Lizards, Jews, and gays. Not saying that Jews are lizards. Don't go and play with the words. Saying those are the communities that have thrived in the desert historically. But I'm out there, and I've got a nice home there for two months, and a friend of mine called me and goes, you should have a party. You're going to have a party? What? Party? Forget coronavirus. Forget the pandemic. Forget that somebody ate a bat or a Chinese nanorobot escaped from the defense, bio defense lab in Wuhan, level four security, whatever. Forget all of that. I'm 35. What party am I going to have? What gathering of people would be appropriate at my age, given the current climate of the world? Parties are supposed to end. They're fun in the TikTok days. When you're in your late teens, in your early 20s, your mid-20s, party on. Fuck yeah. Yeah beer pong, let's get fucked up, blast the music, we're gonna live forever. Have you seen or been to a party where people are in their mid-30s? It is a nightmare. It is a nightmare of anxiety-ridden people walking around all armed with statistics like they're cable news anchors trying to get their point of view out. It's an absolute, utter nightmare to have a gathering of people at your home when they're in their mid-30s. Because there's two options. Number one, if it starts to go the route of like everyone's really hammered and dancing and having fun, it's even worse. Because you're looking at all these people and you're like, God, these people are on the brink. If you ever see somebody in their mid or late 30s really partying, really fucked up, really getting into it, it means they're on the brink. It means they're about to get in their car and drive it into a school bus. And if they're not fucked up and drinking, they're like, they're like feeling each other out, seeing who's done what with their life. It's this weird, anxious jockeying for position. How are you doing? How are they doing? And now everybody's all about politics. Everybody wants to talk about politics. If you invite them into your home, they want to talk about politics for hours and hours on end. They don't want to shut up. They come armed with, a, with, with uh, talking points. So while you're cooking a burger, you listen to your friend's girlfriend rattle off statistics about unemployment. You don't need this. This isn't fun. There are no parties anymore. Go away. Everybody talks about, well, wearing masks, uh, not wearing masks. What about your unhealthy addiction to people? How about that? How about your disgusting and filthy need to be around other people all the time? That is the problem. Forget the mask. Don't wear the mask and leave everyone else alone. It is your fucking need to be in a group of people all the time that is impoverishing this country. You. You can't be alone. You can't be uh, in a relationship. You can't get a hobby. You can't do something uh, without anybody else. You need to be in groups of people talking about what? Movies? Stay home. Or go somewhere alone. A party? It'd be my worst nightmare. A party of people in my backyard that I've rented to be alone and sit out in the desert and die. That's what you pay for. You pay to get the fuck away. It's end times. We're going to have an event, we're going to grill hot dogs. And talk about uh, anarchists in the streets. There's nothing to do anymore, folks. Get laid, get food, and get away. The problem with this country is nobody nobody can be alone for five seconds. That's why coronavirus is spreading all over the place. Because nobody has to, nobody can just sit. Everybody has to be in a large group of people. I don't want these people in my home. I don't want them coming in. Forget their disease, their vectors of disease. Forget all of that. I don't want their thoughts. I don't want to be bombarded by their thoughts. When you're on the phone with somebody, you can get away. I got to take a shower. I got to go. Call, drop. Sorry. Easy. Boom. They're, They're gone. The phone ends. They're gone. It was like they were never there. If they're at your property... It, the whole the whole thing's a fucking process of getting them in and then getting them out again. Oh, good. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were you saying? Yeah, what were you saying about the cops and uh, racism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on about that. What was that? Yeah, 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 I know the potato salad's good. What were you saying about the, uh, the, the prison industrial complex? Right, right, right. I enjoy it. Party! Party time! Right? No, I understand. Drug legalization. No, we do need it. Right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we need a multilateral coalition. Yeah, pickles, please. I want pickles on that. Uh, uh, how about no? How about no? Keep them at bay. Keep them at bay. Do a nice little summer alone. I'm telling you. Go, go get a shack somewhere and shuck oysters for three months alone. Read a book. All the shows are canceled, by the way. All my August shows are canceled. Salt Lake, uh, Ontario, and Cleveland. Sorry about that. It's the way it is. Those counties are, are, are spiking. I'm not going to go. I don't know if those clubs are going to be open, but I'm not going to promote shows confidently uh, where I think there's a good possibility they won't happen. So when I go back on the road, I'm going to go back on the road with a new tour name, dates that I know are actually going to happen, and it's going to be an official thing. It's not going to be uh, like dipping my toe in the water and coming out. And also, comedy only works if you're doing it. So if I'm not getting up every night at the comedy store, and I'm not working the improv, and I'm not working all these other clubs, I'm not, I'm not you know, in, in the right type of shape comedically, that I need to be in, so it's not fair to ask you to pay for tickets. Now, I know a lot of people are performing on porches and the backs of pickup trucks and outside diners in parking lots because they are mentally ill. This has unmasked a lot of people as insane, okay? Heroin addicts, have more dignity than comedians right now performing in parking lots. It's the fact. It is a bad look. It is fucking tragic. Go online. Stop with the imaginary gatekeeper that's keeping you from succeeding. Go online. All these female comics who I want the best for. I want the best for. I don't harass you. I don't try to sleep with you. I talk to very few of you. Only millionaires. That's the rule because I don't wanna harass anyone sexually. So what I do, and many of them go online and they're like, I wonder if when comedy comes back, the gatekeepers are gonna be the same. The gatekeeper is your phone, it's the internet. What's going on? Is When you're about to do something funny online, does a man come in and smack the phone out of your hand? Is that what's happening? Because that might be a bigger problem. That's a home invasion. That could be battery. But I think maybe some of you just aren't being that funny. And you're angry because in your head there's an imaginary person that's keeping you from the level of fame you feel you should rightly have. Take some responsibility for your own life and do something enjoyable. Do something for Christ one fucking time that other people enjoy. Try that. Try it. Just try it. It might be a bountiful, it might yield you some real good results. Just for once in your fucking life do something that someone else giggles at and perhaps that will take you to the, the the place you want to go. I don't know. I'm just throwing out life advice because I want the best for everybody that's not only female comics. Male comics feel that way, too. We all know male comics are losers. We all know that. Trust me. If you doubt that, you can see him performing right now, you know, on on a literal pile of compost. We get it. But I just, this was specifically, I saw a female comedian tweet that about the gatekeepers. Everybody's with the gatekeepers. There are no gatekeepers. Go online and figure it out. Or don't. It's not, it's not... It's nobody else's fault. You don't get, you know, Cameron Kasky, one of the children who uh, we are listening to now uh, because they were involved in the Parkland melee, uh, Cameron Kasky, uh, go to his pinned tweet. This is amazing. His pinned tweet is this, Cameron Kasky again. He goes... I've always wondered what a, quote, real job is when people tell artists slash creative people to get one. I think I've boiled it down to a job you do not enjoy. Correct. Yes. Get a job that you don't enjoy until you can have a job that you do enjoy. That is pretty fucking simple, Cameron. We all can't pay for a bunch of delusional psychopaths who think they're creative people. If I thought I was a model, it would be wrong of me to force society to subsidize that pursuit. It would be wrong. I think I boiled it down to a job you do not enjoy. Correct. You do not have a right to enjoy your job. Okay? That's not part of the the game here. I just want to enjoy my job. I just want to make a difference and enjoy my job. I was watching that show and this underscores what's wrong with that generation of zoomers is that it's, it's a sum of the right ideas and absolutely none of the fucking grit and, and, and determination that you would need to make any of those ideas a reality at any point. And, and, and this is just a problem with that generation. And I don't wanna sound like that guy. I don't wanna be like that guy. That's why I don't shit on TikTok. I don't shit on TikTok because it's not my place to shit on TikTok. TikTok is 19 uh, year old kids, they're jumping around, they're dead. Do I get it? No. Do I understand why people uh, are, are lip syncing uh, uh, songs that other people wrote? Or they're lip-syncing Donald Trump and Hollywood is saying that they are uh, a genius. I don't get it. I'm confused. But I don't shit on it constantly because nobody needs a fat 35-year-old shitting on what kids are doing. This is just what kids are doing. Okay? And a lot of my friends are, like, so excited about the TikTok ban. All these, like, failed comedians are like, oh, the TikTok ban. A TikTok band, haha, ha, kids. It's like those kids never have to work again for a day in their life. Like the TikTok kids that really established themselves on that platform have so much money that they don't have to do anything. They have six figure deals, maybe seven figure with brands. They have endorsements. Uh they're good. They're good. Like one of my friends from Long Island said, kill those TikTok kids. They're going to have to get jobs at McDonald's. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Many of them have more money than you will ever see in your entire life. This is the same friend who was asked me if I was getting unemployment. I'm like, we're doing okay. The show is doing okay. They don't understand what podcasts are in Long Island. They have no idea. They'll figure that out in 10 years. I'm like, we have a podcast that's doing well. Well, how you doing? You can't perform, so you get do you get the unemployment? I'm like, yeah, we don't I don't need it. Oh, these these TikTok kids. These TikTok kids they, they're gonna learn a lesson. Yeah, they're gonna learn a lesson, huh? Many of them have already learned the lesson and it's called They're Rich. And some of them will migrate to some other platform where they'll do more meaningless horseshit and make more money. This, this, the very childish notion that people seem to have that it all evens out. That's my favorite childish notion that people have. Yeah, it all evens out in the end. Uh, no, it doesn't. In fact, statistically, it does not. That's a case you could win in court. Provably, it does not all even out in the end. Uh, no. No. Mediocre, talentless hacks thrive, make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Talented people die alone in the street like dogs. And somewhere in the middle, you figure out where you can etch out a career. But this whole thing, like, it it just evens out in the end. These TikTokers are going to be at McDonald's. Yeah, I I bet you're going to work at McDonald's before they do. Trust me. I can't, you know, I can't understand. I didn't start at TikTok. People upload clips from this podcast and put them on TikTok. I did not start one. I did not really go on Snapchat. I had an account for a minute and I didn't use it. I didn't go on Vine. I... I don't always jump on the new app. Some people do. Some people get a, a, a following doing that. Chris D'Elia got a following on Vine before he moved to um, stand-up and, and whatnot. Um, I'm not saying him because it's I'm saying he got a following on Vine. What do you want me to do? Um but I, I haven't gone on those apps, and I, and I stay away from those apps because I just don't, I don't, if, if something doesn't strike me immediately as funny, I'm not going to do it. Nothing really on TikTok is that funny other than just crazy people, like random crazy people. They're funny. Uh, but, you know, people with the dancing is not, you know, it's just not funny. Shut it all down. If you're going to ban TikTok, get rid of all of it. Ban Twitter, ban Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Ban it all. Let's go back to fighting with our families, people that we know. I'm for it. I'm for a social media ban. If we're going to ban TikTok because it's Chinese spyware, let's ban them all because they're American spyware. Get them all. What is it for I I like Mark I like Mark Zuckerberg to spy on me and not these goddamn Chinese. I wanna get spied on by Mark Zuckerberg, that creepy alien. I want him to sell my information, not these Chi-coms. Chinese communism is, is evil. <laughs> but I like the American surveillance state just fine. Thank you very much. I like my surveillance American. Yeah, great. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Of course, very happy again that the the show is brought to you again this week by fucked.com, which has decided to send these things to us to show to you, which is uh, great. I am a skateboarder. Uh, many of you don't know that about me, but and what's cool about this, this is actually cool. Uh, there is a uh, a um, a syringe going into a rat, and the rat says, "Oh shit, not another fucking test," which is kind of fun. So that is fun. Now imagine that as as a person, and that's Bill Gates. See. We kid Bill. Uh, but I'm a big skateboarder. I love skateboarding. Um, down at Venice Beach and Skate Park with my uh, uh, friends. Uh, it's just it's SoCal life. Grown up, skating, surfing. Then there's this bandana. Can you open that? Um, they sent us a bandana too, which is great. And the bandana... Is for this is for the Crips. There's the Bloods and the Crips. The Crips are uh, blue, and this is uh, bandana, uh, sex, cannabis, alcohol, raspberry snapple, Bruce Lee, cream slices, Linda Lovelace, Street Fighter, LSD, masturbation. Blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of cool things on this, and. Uh, so, I mean, I'm happy with that. And then they have this. So, you know, this is hype beast culture. And uh, you know, I mean, it's every 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 uh, every moment of my life has been on a skate lived on a skateboard. Every single moment of my life, every meaningful thing that's ever happened to me. I've been skating, love skaters, love everything about them, love surfers, love people that wear bandanas. They're some of my favorite people. Um, you know, white guys with dreadlocks, sitting in Venice Beach wearing bandanas, skateboarding, many of them in their late late 40s. Love those people. There's There needs to be more of them. And, um, so if you go to fuck.com, which is a site where they sell this stuff, um, it's sold out. They sell out all the time because people want this stuff. You know, people really like it. They get into it. Um, there's no promo codes, no free shipping, no discounts. I mean, that's how elite this stuff is, but you can subscribe to the newsletter and follow on IG or Twitter. They have some cool stuff on their website um and we asked them to send us some of it and then this is what happened so but i would still go to their website cuz there is some really cool stuff maybe we'll in the future m- make some cool stuff with them i don't know i mean um did, what what where are the wheels they they don't they don't so come with the wheels that's just
0: the deck and then you put whatever kind of wheels you want on it oh kind i of see, I do like i do
1: like the rat yeah it's cool Getting the syringe. I almost wish that was on the front, but I guess he can't. I guess the cooler stuff always goes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every skateboard I had was was a board that Tony Hawk gave to me because he thought that I was going to be the biggest name in skating. And it's kind of a cruel joke and a twist that I am not the biggest name in skating. But I I... What I did was important for the culture. So if you go to their website, which is fucked.com, just sign up for the newsletter. What is fucked? Fucked is a company. <laughs> you know, it's a company. It sells shirts and skateboards and cool stuff. I mean, you know. People buy this and then they resell it. A lot of kids making money reselling fucked because of the high resale value. Noon store opening equals Wall Street opening bell for our buyers so their buyers when 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 that store opens at noon everybody rushes to it and if you buy a thing you probably sell it for for a big markup right mm-hmm. is that what this is yeah so you sell it for a big markup and how cool is that why not you know so this is not what this is not one of those things where you're I'm like hey guys, Here's how to get it for less money. This is a great way to maybe get into the online e-commerce market by buying uh, bandanas and then reselling them, you know? And you could strategize. like A lot of people figure out how to strategize on how to cop an item. Cop in quotations, meaning not the guy who shoots the unarmed black person. Cop meaning just to get Uh, items while everyone else is in a frenzy getting cart jacked by supposed bots. Everybody complains that the bots jacked them, but what really happened was they lacked strategy, and they went in and got fucked over. You don't want to do that. You can figure out this is, you know, in all, in all seriousness, this might be one of the only jobs left, is buying these things and then selling them to, like, rich kids. So it might not be a bad idea. It sounds fun. Maybe I'll do it live in the air. One day we should do that live on the air. Yeah. We'll go into the fucked because these people don't know me. I I I know beasts. I know beasts. Those those fucking little kids. I used to live up the house. I'll grab a few of the beasts. The hype beasts are like, what are they like? They're like twelve. They don't speak. They just have they just have these big, big sneakers and like hats. And they just stand on a line and they wait to get in to these stores. So I'll just grab a few of them. And give them like Adderall or something and fucking have them just run this whole table. Yeah. Have them run the table. Um, but we should do that live. We should literally go get a few beasts mm-hmm. and then and then go to the and go onto the fuck store and tell, have them show us how to do it. The high beast. They just stand there, they don't say anything. It's f- fascinating yeah. type of person. They don't really talk, they just stand in a line, they're all very like, they're like scared. They're just like running through in their head what could happen. It's like before I get on stage to do stand-up or before like, you know, a runner or a swimmer, you're on the starting block, you get it ready to go. These people are thinking about that. But on the other end of that, Bell is shopping. And they're like, how do I shop effectively? They want to make sure. It's fucking crazy. We've re- It really is consumerism on a level that is... It's amazing when you see people with that level of dedication standing in the street getting ready, and it's like, and they're off. Here they go. Here they go. Here we go. All right, we got, a, we got a little white one with an Asian one. They're working the back of the store. And then we got one coming to the side. We got one whose father works at Paramount, and he's having an affair, and he dropped the kid off two hours ago. That's what we got. And then we got another one coming in. His mother dropped him off. As long as he's not doing drugs, she's happy, and she encourages this because he's learning about the Internet. All right, here we go. We got another one coming now. It really is, you could call it like a horse race when these little bums go into supreme. It's insane. It is insane. Um, While we are talking about companies, Dickie's Barbecue Pit and Rancho Mirage is running a human trafficking ring. That is neither here nor there. Go to fucked.com, F-U-C-T.com, Okay, and uh, a lot of kids making money reselling the fucked merch because of high resale value. The fucked pop-up got shut down by the police. That's how hot this shit is. The beasts love it. It is their life. It is why they exist on earth is to go in and to get this cool shit. They do have some cool Bin Laden-themed clothing, which I like. I like that. So go to fuck.com, and is there a promo code or anything? Just sign up for the website. Sign up for the newsletter. We did that. You could read the newsletter. I'm interested in this culture. Get interested in it. It's fun. Why not? Even if you're older and you can't relate to it, understand what's going on out there because there is some real economic opportunity. is arbitrage. This is arbitrage. Okay? You might not be able to get into the natural gas market in Kazakhstan, but... Maybe you could get a few bandanas and flip them. All right. Fucked.com. These, these are the dumbest. Like, if you if you if you know a dumb person, you can I can I can tell you the three things you're gonna say this week. TikTok is Chinese spyware. That's what dumb people say. Because we've all known that for months. They'll say something about Ghislaine Maxwell. Again, dumb people. We've known all about that for months. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so tired of talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm going to fucking kill her at this point. Stop asking me about it. I know as much as you. We're waiting and watching together. Isn't that the fun of it? No, nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to jail. The royal family's not going to fall. It's not going to be... Uh, you know, an unmasking of every elite pedophile in the in the world. Sadly, maybe you know, uh, you know, people are like, well, I don't know. It's 2020. It's like, well, sure, but I'm just skeptical about that. You know, I'm just skeptical because I've been waiting for that and everything else for 20 years. I've been waiting here for 20 years for anybody to get caught doing anything. Again, wh- whatever you want, drug running terrorism, I mean, literally anything you want, any time we've ever been lied to, I've been waiting for any comeuppance at all, and nobody, I mean, nothing. People just don't care after a while. The QAnon people aren't going to care. They're already trying to get rid of Trump. The Supreme Court ruled that he's not above the law and that he's got to put out his tax returns. Money has turned on Trump. Money for a while was riding with him, because everybody's four hundred one ks were fat, the economy was okay. He was navigating us. He kept us out of a few wars. The people were kind of like, okay, um, you know, now they're dumping him. They're dumping him because the econ- The response to this pandemic, the economy is just in a state of 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 just. It's like when you when you're when a wave smashes you into the, uh, the sand, and you keep trying to get up, and then the wave keeps hitting you and keeps hitting you. That's the economy right now. Restaurants are opening, buying a bunch of food, then having to throw it out and closing again. And so money and the suburbs, I talked to a lot of people out in the suburbs, they're starting to sour on Trump too because they're going, this is not good. They're like, this is not good. Trump will keep his hardcore supporters. And I mean, Biden is a corpse, so the only thing that might turn this around is a debate where Biden, you know, is, is in such a state, state of cognitive decline that he has to be taken out of the race. But other than that, Trump is in trouble. He's in deep trouble. Um, because I think the institutional money and even the top Republicans, I think they're saying like, okay, oh, we've had enough. We've had enough here. Uh, you've had your fun. You've had your fun. We have the pandemic and the uh, civil war and the unrest, and Americans can now not travel anywhere. They can't leave the country. So, um, thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Uh, we did have fun. There were some moments of genuine levity. We enjoyed it. You you seem to be enjoying it at a, at a few points as well, sir. But now I think it's time to move on and uh, go back to someone boring and half dead. And we can all agree that Joe Biden is boring and half dead. And that's what we need to go. We need to go back to where every situation in life is not a 24-hour cable news show. Where a conversation with my aunt is not a 24-hour cable news show where I have to have statistics and talking points every time she picks up the phone. And I'm like, well, actually... In Texas, the, the hospitalization—it's um, declined, but the death is—we can't do it. We can't go on like this forever. We have to go back to something that's more like normalcy. We ha- we can't do it. People are exhausted. Everybody you know now is is a pundit. Politics is for losers. Haven't we explained that? Is, could that not be more clear to you? Every now and then in politics, somebody gets in who's like a good-looking winner, and then they become the president, and then they try to change things, and then they get shot in the head while her, him and his wife drive through Dallas. But for the most part, the people that write about politics, the people that obsess about politics, all they are losers. They cannot get laid. They have no friends. They don't make any money. They have zero capital anywhere in their life, financial, social, and they spend their time figuring out why. Why am I a loser? And then that leads them down whatever rabbit hole, whichever, wherever they're going to go, and they're just losers. Nobody wants to be these people. You don't. So we need we need to get away from the idea that like people should be consumed all day with a, with their political identity there's more to life there is more to life than politics truly not saying that you 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 shouldn't fight for things you believe in but you're also not fighting for anything you believe in you're pretending so there's more to life go out take a bunch of shrooms sit on a hill have a good grilled cheese sandwich Pay someone to jerk you off at a bus stop. I don't know. It's not my business. But there's gotta be more to life than debating obscure German philosophers, and we know what you're doing there. Or fucking, you know, talking about critical race theory. I'm sick of the free speech debate. I'm sick of that. Yeah. I'm sick of the cancel culture horseshit. On both sides. I'm 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 sick of Idiots like Ocasio-Cortez being like real cancel culture affects anti-imperialists and Palestinian advocates. And I'm like, bitch, you don't think Google and fucking Facebook are going to censor them? You don't think they're going to censor Palestinian advocates? What is wrong with you? Bitch, weren't you fucking saying you were Jewish the other day? She put, pull up that clip where AOC, I don't know if you can even find it. She's talking to some group and she says she's a little Jewish. So it's like cut it out, AOC. Yeah, welcome to the tribe. AOC's Jewish background. Like, can we stop? Yeah, she's she's she went and she was talking to I think a Jewish group and and she says um You know, play this clip here. This fraud.
0: Don't know about Puerto Rico, and one of the things that we discovered about ourselves is that very a very, very long time ago, generations and generations ago, my family uh, consisted of Sephardic Jews. Oh. And it is blood, <laughs> like, I know <laughs> I knew it! I sensed it! Look, she's chewing
1: it up! Pause that! Yes. She's like, You see, he's I sensed it! He sensed it! These people are frauds! What is wrong with you? They are actors. They are frauds. She's claiming to be a bagel. And then she's going to hang out with Elon Omar and read Mein Kampf. They don't believe in anything. They're f- oh, frauds. You people put your stock because she's hot. If she looked like me, she'd be another loser socialist in her basement right now talking about capital, but she looks like her. So she's on television every 36 seconds. Let's not get it twisted. She's full of shit. She's in front of a Jewish audience and all of a sudden it's Jews. And then the next time she talks, it's like, it's about the Palestinian. It day it's stop it. You're going to let these people run your life? You're on earth for a certain amount of time and you're investing in that? You're investing in this? These are the types of people you're investing in? Or Trump, who's say, dancing with Epstein like this for 30 years and then decides that he doesn't know who he is? These are the people that you're going to spend your time investing in? What What kind of... Perpetual state of fucking childhood Peter Pan syndrome is this. Where you spend your entire fucking life listening to these goons. Well, all the fuck they want to do is get power and you give it to them so easily. They all thrive on attention. She then complains about cancel culture doesn't exist. She's like, I've got a white supremacist television network shitting on me every day. That's what she said on her Twitter. You know, I've got a white supremacist now. Uh, she goes, I've got a, t- a cable network and, and a white supremacist uh, TV host that, uh, and all of their fans threaten me with death and everything like that. Okay? And I want to say something. It is it is fi- Here, I'll tell you exactly what she wrote. She goes, I have an entire TV network dedicated to stoking hatred of me. A white supremacist with a popular network show regularly distorts me. This is fucked up. Do you know what she's talking about? She's talking about HGTV that attacks this woman constantly. Go to HGTV's website right now. HGTV has engaged in a pretty sick white supremacist campaign against AOC. It is disgusting, and I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And if you watch HGTV, you're part of the fucking pop. Please stop doing screenshots that the audience sorry. can hear. Jesus fucking Christ. Look at the lineup of shows on this, this fucking dog whistle White, go to shows, please. Can you handle that? Go to shows. What's on tonight? It's all white supremacist television. All they talk about is houses. You know who owns houses? White people. And they bring decorators in to make them look even more white. Okay, let's, my lottery dream home. Let's look at the, let's look at the fucking... Let's look at the titles of the shows. Utah Mountain Dream Home. Huh? Nelly and Pablo were married for just a few months. I bet Pablo is white. Nelly and Pablo were married for just a few months when they won $1 million in the Wyoming Powerball. Now, the Wyoming Powerball is run by the Klan. Now they can afford their dream home in the mountains of Utah. Diverse. And they're looking for places big enough for their whole extended family, militia. Interior designer David Bromstad, white supremacist, joins the couple in their house hunt along with their teenage niece, Shania, who has some ideas about what kind of house is suitable for her millionaire relatives. Oh, I bet Shania has ideas. This is the network that has been attacking AOC since she declared her candidacy to run. And it's a little disgusting. And I I sympathize with her. I sympathize with her. Who is the white supremacist host that she's talking about on HGTV? I'm trying to find out who it is. Is it the Property Brothers? Is it David Bromstad? Yeah, this is it. He is the host of his own television show, Color Splash. What? What? With David Bromstad, as well as Color Splash Miami, where they just, you know what that show is, they they go up to people, they go, what color do you like? And they go, what? And then they go, too late, and then Ice puts him in a van. That's Color Splash Miami. It's called Ice Puts You in a Van. He also hosts HGTV's My Lottery Dream Home, in which he helps lottery winners find. See, this is funny because obviously I'm trying to kid around, because I know the AOC is talking about Fox News, and I'm saying she's talking about HGTV. But what's even funnier about this is there is actually a show. Ben, why do you why do you always fuck up? Stop touching it. Sorry. If I'm talking about something, why are you clicking off what I'm talking about? If this is your one thing here. Please, Jesus Christ. Um, Ben was working at a pet store two years ago, and he's going to go back there. He's going to go back to getting people fucking kibbles and bits. Stop touching the fucking computer. Christ. He also hosts HGTV's My Lottery Dream Home, in which he helps local lottery winners find their dream real estate. That's how bad things have gotten, that they literally have to go to lottery winners now because no one has any money to buy any property. So it's like... David Bromstad is, is now going to be showing lottery winners how to buy a property because these are like garbage white trailer trash who want to scratch off and now this guy is going to take them around and help them get a lake house. They've probably got nine years left to live and David Bromstad is going to show them how to get a property. My lottery dream home. That's great. It'll be my lottery leg soon. Dr. David helps you choose your leg. Congratulations. You get a new leg. People are going to sit home and eat popcorn and watch other people get operations. My lottery kidney. Next on HGTV, my lottery pancreas. Where you get an operation. You won the lotto. You're entitled to a life-saving operation. And we're all going to cheer and go, isn't that great? Isn't that phenomenal? But AOC is just a fucking... I mean, listen, man. I respect the hustle. I don't hate her. I respect the hustle. I respect what she's about. But she's uh, full of shit. Hopefully, you are uh, voting for us on Tournament of Laughs, a show we are embarrassed to be uh, taking a part of and uh, an omen about what is to come on network television. I mean, Tournament of Laughs is, is really the worst thing I've ever seen, and that is saying something. I mean, it is terrible and it reveals how stand-up comedians really outside of stand-up the majority of them have absolutely no talent and should be kept in their home uh, by an armed guard so uh, many of them don't understand what sketches are they don't get it they don't understand the concept of a sketch or the concept of doing something funny outside of standing on a stage getting drunk, you know being drunk on a stage and asking somebody in the front row if they like black dick which is again the that is the You know, that is the trade of many stand-up comedians. That's their act. You you ever fucked a... You ever, you like, black dick? You ever been with a a black guy? So now that they can't do that, although I imagine some of them are trying, uh, they've submitted sketches to Tournament of Laughs, which is bad. So if we win, it's going to be very embarrassing. Vote for us or don't, I don't care. But... I think it would be fun if we win and then something I've said comes out and True TV has to take the prize away and the executives that greenlit the show are homeless. That would be very funny to me only because I like goofy things. I like fun. That's all. So if you want to vote for us on Tournament of Laughs, you can. And uh, by all means, you don't have to. It is the summer. I know you've got a lot going on. We're in what, round three now? Yeah, round three. Yeah, we're in round three. Imagine that name, Tournament of Laughs. Imagine the work that went into that name, those hardworking executives going, let's call it Tournament of Laughs. How many Zoom meetings did that take before they came up with Tournament of Laughs? Tournament of no laughs, more likely. Tournament of laugh, because maybe there's one funny thing that happens. So we're just submitting sketches. Most of you have already seen before. And if we advance, we'll have to make we'll have to make another sketch. We 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 were driving around an area of the desert, uh, thinking about a sketch to make. And we drove down a a long winding road, and there was a guy sitting on top of a mountain with a rifle, and it looked like he was a lookout for something. And I wanted to know if maybe there was a drug drop, something going on. It did seem shady, right? Yes. Oh yeah. He had a he had a brand new. Uh, or or new enough pickup truck, and then a tent. Mm. So if he didn't have the pickup truck, I'm like, oh, maybe this guy lives here in that tent. But because he had that pickup truck and he had the tent, I imagine that he was trying to maybe keep some things cool out of the sun, and he was just sitting there with a rifle, and then you got to look at him. What did he look like?
0: He's half white, half Hispanic, Wrangler jeans, and he was sitting on the highest rock with the rifle, And there's no animals, so he's not hunting. There's nothing alive out there. Yeah, there's nothing to hunt. So it has to be... I mean, we were, what, a mile
1: down? It was a long... I mean, it was a winding road. It was a private road. There was all kinds of signs. And we stayed on it because I wanted to see the end. I wanted to see where it led to. Mm -hmm. You know? I wanted to see, at the end of that, where... You know, what's going on there. But, But we were dissuaded by the fact that we... We did see the guy. We got to the gate. We turned around. and There was just a guy there, and I think he had a rifle. Mm-hmm. He did. Interesting. He did. Anybody with any information on that, call Crime Stoppers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine people that call Crime Stoppers? New York City now descending. Get some New York City stuff up. It is descending into a hellscape uh, very quickly, apparently abolishing the police. Not the greatest idea or cutting their funding, which is essentially just cutting the amount of cops that are out at any given time. Yes, areas are often over-policed, and the police are poorly trained, and many of them are idiots. We've discussed that ad nauseum. Um, But a 19-year-old man was fatally shot, and another man wounded early Sunday in Brooklyn, part of a violent weekend spree that saw 64 people shot in New York City. 64 people shot over the weekend in Brooklyn. New York City. It surpassed 400 shootings in the first half of the year for the first time since 2016. And with 528 by the end of last month, the 205 shootings in June were the highest for that month since 1996. So in a month, we're back to 1996. It'll be fun to see how far back we can go. Maybe we can go back to 86. Maybe 76. But, I mean, you're erasing 20 years of progress there. There's a lot of factors. You, have a, uh, you had a lockdown. <laughs> I mean, the economy is in the worst place it's been, and the stock market obviously is fake, so it's not reflecting that. But, I mean, the joblessness is, is I mean, every day. Look at the unemployment numbers in New York only. Just, just Google New York unemployment. I'm curious. because there's also an economic reality here that is pretty unescapable. Um, is that millions? Oh, percentage. So New York State, in, in May and April, they have the numbers up. We're looking at 15% of the state unemployed. New York City, 18%. In May, 15% in April. This is a big problem. And then there's a wave of evictions coming too. Get on that. Just look at the evictions. There are millions of people. I think there's 7 million people in America that are about to be evicted. I believe that. Uh, If something isn't done to either extend. Yeah. Uh, Looming evictions may soon make 28 million homeless. What did I say? 7 million? Well, that was a lofty estimate, wasn't it? What a rose. Let me take off my rose-colored glasses. 28 million people homeless in the U.S. if they don't do something, if they don't freeze these evictions or, you know, put out uh, universal basic income. 10 million people lost their homes in the Great Recession. So just to give you an idea, this is almost triple that, and we're just getting started. So 10 million people lost their homes in the Great Recession. And I should have a party. We should have a party. Who's going to bring the dip? Are you going to bring the dip or should I have it? Let's grill some dogs. 28 million Americans being evicted. One act, are you going to throw a rager? Let's throw a rager. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll go to all the 30 million foreclosed homes and have a rager in the backyard. Go down a little bit here. Ben's now afraid to touch the computer because I yelled at him, but he has a habit of doing it where I'm talking about something and he just, he moves on to the next thing because he's lost interest in the thing that I'm talking about. But his job is to anticipate what I'm going to do and stay there. Like Jamie Vernon. See, Jamie Vernon is the standard for podcast producers. He's never wrong. And now Joe goes is a little Joe goes at a more relaxed pace than I do. My pace is frenetic. So I need somebody who's a little bit more frenetic. Jamie but Joe also goes to a lot of different places. And Jamie's very very quick. But what Ben does is Ben just decides in the middle of the HGTV thing that that I'm done talking about it and that I have to move on
0: because he's had enough. Is that, is that what happened? I thought you were going back to the AOC thing, so I was trying to stay with you. Now, why not why not open up two things at once? I did. I went back right here, and then I jumped back. Yeah, okay. But you had to be
1: yelled at to go back to what we were talking about. I was being very bad. He's... He's just, he's gotten very, very comfortable, and he doesn't understand that he needs to always focus and be at the top of his game. He doesn't understand that. Every every minute, he thinks he's on a golf course. This isn't that situation here, okay? You got to be tough. They're going to come for us at any minute, these motherfuckers. <sighs> How is the eviction crisis brought on by the pandemic compared with the 2008 housing crisis? This woman says, we've never seen this extent of eviction in such a truncated amount of time in our history. Just let... Okay, we can go. Just let the people stay in their homes. The government should come in, pay off the mortgage banks, pay off the homeowners, and let them stay in their homes. And for all you free market capitalist libertarian types that are against that type of action, I hope your home burns down. Because when 30 million people are in the street, I hope you enjoy what happens next. Because I bet they're not going to talk about what went on at the Mises Institute. I bet they're going to have a little fun. I bet they're going to grab some weapons and have a little fun. Light it up, spark it up. If you make 30 million people homeless in this country, they're going to burn the country down and they won't be wrong. So if you don't think it's necessary to help keep some of these people in their fucking houses, you're out of your fucking mind and you you have a very short-sighted view of things. Your theories don't matter at this point. Soon it's going to go back to the old theories where it's like if somebody clonks you in the head with something and you don't stop them, you're dead. Those were the old theories. When a guy would just hit you in the head with a rock mm-hmm. and take your wife and whatever you had. Not that you had a wife. You know my point. right? Those are the old theories that we're going to go back to. And no amount of, you know, economic theory is going to stop that. People are tired, and they're really tired of debate. They're tired of debate. You're going to get canceled the old-fashioned way, Uh, because people are going to start burning down the suburbs. They're just going to start burning down homes if you make 30 million people unemployed. I mean, am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. That's coming. It's coming. We're heading towards civil war. But are you going to have anybody over? Are you going to have a party? Do Do you want me to bring anything to the party? Yeah, a gun. You bring a gun to the party and give it to me so I can keep it, please. And bring jobs for 30 million people (laughs) if you're on the way to the party. Bring jobs for 30 million people if you have them. And some ice. The head of Goya Beans went out and said he liked Trump, by the way. Who the fuck eats Goya Beans? Mexicans, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never eaten a Goya Bean in my life. Yeah, they're all upset because the, the CEO of Goya said we're lucky to have a leader like Trump. Listen, a lot of Latinos like Trump. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure I've eaten Goya beans that others have made for me. I just have never made a Goya bean. This is a Latino community issue completely. This has nothing to do with me. I eat the Bush's baked bean, the, grill, the grilling bean, the grill style. I don't eat the Goya beans. Okay, well, how do you make them? What do you put them in a, in a bucket with Lysol? Racist joke. It's a racist joke. What'll it mean for my career? Um, yeah, Goya. He loves Trump. Let it be. Whatever. After experiencing a tremendous surge of popularity during lockdown, declared by the cut as boom time for beans, <laughs> beans now face a devastating setback. Goya. Notorious and beloved grocery store bean purveyor, creator of finely crafted legumes that you don't have to be on a waiting list for, is now the subject of a boycott after the company's CEO lavished praise on President Trump. Can we get the video up of him lavishing praise on Trump? By the way, if you think Goya beans is bad, the guy that runs Bush's Baked Beans is heiling Hitler somewhere. You want to talk about a white supremacist? The guy that's running Bush's Baked Beans is 100% at Charlottesville with a torch. If the Goya bean guy likes Trump, the Bush's bean guy thinks Trump is a liberal cuck. Mr. Goya. All he said, I don't think we need to get it, all he said is that we are blessed to have a leader like Trump. Make your shopping decisions accordingly. So, hey... All you poor maids that were buying Goya beans, now buy lobster. Go to the butcher and get a nice cut of meat. Because that's how boycotts work. So next time, remember, when you get off the public bus and walk into the grocery store, don't purchase the 99-cent Goya bean. Go and get some Chilean sea bass and eat that instead.
0: Maybe goya beans are tasty. I've really never had them. I've had them. They're pretty bland. It's just a red kidney bean style bean. A lot of protein, fiber. What the fuck are we even talking about in this country?
1: What do they do with them? They do they dress them up? The Latin cultures must do something to them. Salt, pepper. What is the CEO of Bush's baked beans saying about Trump? Jesus Christ. CEO of Bush's big beans is definitely like V gets invited to the Rose Garden. He's definitely gonna be like, "Mr. President, we're a white country. I love my white brothers and sisters." Duke, come up here, and then the dog gets up. Yeah, they're like, "Duke, what's going on?" And then the dog puts his little paw up. I, 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 wouldn't. I'm not gonna do the Hitler thing because then they're gonna throw us off YouTube. They're not going to understand that it's a joke. And then I'm going to have to explain to a lawyer that I was pretending to be the Duke, Duke, the dog from Bush's Big beans, saluting Hitler in the Rose Garden. And I'm going to have to explain why that is. We're, then we're going to have to contact people and it's going to go be a back and forth and be a real issue. So I'm not going to do that, but just imagine just imagine that, how satirical and lovely that would be. The dog from Duke, the dog from Bush's, mm-hmm. uh, hiling Hitler uh, in the Rose Garden. And uh, then the Bush's people having to address that have to go, well, Duke is no longer our spokesperson. We don't know what Duke was doing. And then a lot of people are going to be like, I think Duke was raising his hand to ask a question. Duke was just trying to ask a question. And they're like, no, it was pretty clear that Duke was heiling Hitler. And they're like, no, we don't think so. Duke was asking a question, and that's what he was doing. And then it would be a debate. But I wish everybody at Goya Foods the best and, uh, you know. But a lot of Latinos like Trump. I don't know what to tell you. I think he got 30% of the Latino vote. The Latino Latinx. 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 Sounds like a slur. Latinx. Latino support for Trump is a problem for Democrats. That was from February. He got 28 Percent of Latino voters supported Trump. 30% support him now. 30% of Latinos are apparently white supremacists. Man. What are you going to do, folks? I extended my rental now. I'm there to... I'm in the desert till September 1st. We're gonna try to do something fun. We'll do maybe a live, live in the desert show or something. I don't know, like something, something. We want to get out of the studio for a minute. We're we're thinking about a studio redesign. It's a little bleak. It's a little dark. We know we're trying to liven it up a little more fun, a little more pep in our step. Uh, it's just been a little difficult to get everybody on the same page, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitely put together uh, a a little bit more of a vibrant. Color scheme. Maybe we'll go to the guy from HGTV, and he can he can show us it. We should sign up. We should sign up. That would be a great show. HGTV guys remake Nazi podcast studios. What a fun show that would be. And it's just like these guys from HGTV that come out and they're like, "So we really love the space." And they're like, "What's the show about?" And then these like these guys in their basements are like politics. <laughs> about politics and they're like oh okay it's so like what about politics and they're like it's about some of the things we believe not being true we'd like a lot of red because we've taken the red pill ah, nazi podcasters getting a makeover from hgtv they're dealing in questionable content. HETV is here to give their Nazi podcast a push in the right direction. We just You just need a splash of color. You just need a splash of color. You can't rant about the shapes of skulls in this musty den. Make it nice. Why not? I do like HGTV. You know, if you get into a real groove with HGTV, you can really just kind of watch it because you just imagine yourself living a bunch of these different lives. You know, you're like, you can watch an afternoon of HGTV and basically say, I, you know, what if I lived in in, uh, a South Carolina beach town? What if I lived in Charleston? You know, what if I lived in Michigan by a lake and I was that guy? You know what if I lived in the the desert of Arizona, like that's kind of what's fun about HGTV is like you get to see these real people go and see real houses. You know so this is not million dollar listing. This is not like come see a, a stunning estate. This is like real people that have choices and they and they live in these like somewhat decent communities, and you kind of see what's out there. You see what's out there, and it's um. They're not a sponsor. I'm just giving them a free ad. But, they, but too much of it is now. I like just watching the show where they go in. Too much of it now is like, let's flip a house. It's like, who gives a fuck? Just show me things. Stop telling me how to do something. Stop telling me I'm going to start flipping houses, please. Just show me different things. Show me things while I eat an Oreo. Stop instructing me how to be a real estate investor. Just get me in and out of the houses. Let me see shit. Let me see shit. Let me get to know these two pieces of shit that are wandering around, you know, Winnetka, Illinois, trying to find a property. Let's just get in and out here. I don't I don't need for you to tell me how I'm going to take on a, 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 a six-month-long renovation project. I don't need that, HGTV. But I do think it's fucked up that they attack Ocasio-Cortez, and I hope she remedies that. I hope uh well when she's our queen, I'm sure she will we will only have the networks that uh she likes you know just be I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something it'll be fun AOC she's a fun woman. I'd love to have her on the show. I'd love to have her on the show i I do I am disappointed in her a little bit like Cynthia McKinney I like because Cynthia McKinney went like hardcore like we did 9 eleven. She was a congresswoman, and she's like, we did 9-11. She went wild. Um, And she just fucking, I think she lives, Google where she lives. Where does Cynthia McKinney live? This is what happens when you go wild. You got to, like, leave the country. Where does she live now? I feel like she lives out of the country, but I could be wrong. Maybe, I'll get, maybe we'll get Cynthia McKinney on the show. She's wild. She lives in Cali. You're saying she lives in Stone Mountain, California?
0: That link's dead.
1: Dude, I think she's like somewhere else. I don't know why. She is a controversial woman. Look what she's tweeting right now. Go to her Twitter. She says she's in Atlanta. She was tweeting about Epstein the other day. I forget I forget what she was saying. Um, go back up. Go back up. She retweeted Trump. She retweeted Trump goes, who thinks we should fire Dr. Fauci? And McKinney retweeted that.
0: Oh, it's a fake account. Oh, is it? I think she thought it was real, though. Yeah, okay, that's a fake
1: account. Keep going down. Cindy McKinney's interesting, man. She's right, she's right at the point where the far left and the far right meet. And you know what that point is. It's fucking awesome. She's just awesome. I don't know what she's what she's saying. I'm sure she said a lot of wild shit. Don't at me on Twitter and be like, yeah, you know, you don't know what Cindy McKinney said about. She's saying don't take the vaccine for COVID-19. Yeah, she's wild, man. Cynthia's wild. She's saying don't take that vaccine. She's a little wild. Listen to this. She goes, Alan Dershowitz wins a lawsuit that seals forever the files containing the names of Epstein clients, protecting all who are blackmailed by Epstein and Mossad as a result of sexual trafficking, pedophilia, and worse... That's interesting. And worse, thrown a few bones to the Q people. She goes, uh, they were blackmailed by Epstein and Mossad as a result of sexual trafficking, pedophilia, and worse. What could be worse? Obviously, it's the murder. Oh, yeah, of the kids. Right. Cynthia McKinney, go down. What's that? What's that fucking photo?
0: Picture of the Dude, of the she's going
1: full COVID truther. She's full COVID truther now. Yeah, she is. Full COVID truther. Is this her website,
0: truenews.com?
1: Go to truenews.com. Is that Cynthia McKinney? I'll subscribe to this site every day of my life if this is true. Please tell me it's like Cynthia McKinney interviewing Roseanne. I'll never watch anything else. Is Melania Trump a silent victim of Epstein's child trafficking network? Already I'm like great. Let's 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 read this. Already I'm in. I'm already in. Who's true news?
0: I don't know. I don't want to play their stuff though. No. This is the book they're promoting. Final day. Final day.
1: 10 there characteristics of the second coming of Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, we know it's all a scam that goes back to religion. Yeah. The QAnon shit is all a scam that goes back to lining the pockets of megachurch pastors. And a lot of those guys are only on the internet now, especially because of COVID-19. So behind all the Q stuff is this real religiosity. And a lot of it lines the pockets of traditional kind of right-wing Christian groups or people. Very interesting. It's just a new hustle. They're yeah. like it's not enough anymore to just tell people about the 10 commandments. We got to we got to start weaving together this this meta narrative, some true, some false. Build this big political arc, make them feel like, you know, they are soldiers in this war and then they're going to buy these books and give us money and contribute to the cause. And I guarantee you that a lot of this Q shit is being backed by mega church Guys, it's smart. See, that's where you got to get to in life, folks, where you're not outraged by that. You just sit back and you go, it's smart. Go, yeah, if people were idiots and they needed something to believe in and I could rebrand what they all believed in as something else and keep finding a way to fleecing them out of their money, you, you don't even get mad at it anymore. You just go, huh, huh. That's the reaction. You don't, you don't get outraged. You don't start sputtering and screaming like a crazy person. You don't show up at somebody's house and tell them. You just say you go. You know what's interesting? You tell one of your friends at night. You go. You know what's interesting? Here's what I think. And that's that. And that's where it dies. It, it people that want to get involved in this are just gonna get involved. People want to give their money to these people or the Black Lives Matter people. You know, for example, you want to give your money to them. Give your money to them. That's all. They tell you what they want to do. They're like, all right, this is not really about police. It's about uh, destroying the nuclear family and instituting uh, Marxism. And, uh, you know, we want to do that uh, through controlling speech. And, uh, you know, we want to abolish the police. We want to let vigilantes run through the streets. We want to take everybody's... I mean, that's what the abolish the police is about. Instead, let's start taking people's shit that's not ours. Everybody's like, I wonder what the abolish the police is about. It won't work. It's not supposed to work. It's going to work for the people who are going to take your shit. It's going to work very well for the people who are going to take what they feel is theirs. Dummies. Well, I don't know if it's going to work. This abolish the police. It may not work. Oh, it'll work. It's working already in New York. They're not even abolished. They just cut their money and crime is up. The Abolishing the police is about creating enough chaos in the streets that you overthrow the government and replace it with a Marxist uh, government where everybody is bought off, everybody gets a certain amount of money, and everybody embraces some type of surveillance state, and we all do this because we want the chaos to end. Now, the people that want to bring about this revolution, are they going to be the people that survive to the other end of it? Who knows? But that is what they want. They want to totally destroy capitalism and everything with it. Private property, um, you know, your right to bear arms, your right to speak, your right to, you know, own and operate a business. They want to get rid of all of that. Your right to worship freely, your religion. I mean, that that's what they want to get rid of. That's why I don't give a shit about this QAnon shit. If you want to worship the, the church of QAnon, as long as you're not going and kidnapping people or or fucking doing crazy shit. I don't care what you do. It doesn't matter. I'm only on this earth for a certain amount of time. I can't worry about you. That's your journey. That's your journey of whatever you want to believe in. I I can't tell you. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are thrilled believing in QAnon. They love it. Makes them happy. Who am I to say what what, what you're allowed to believe in? But the, the BLM stuff does... Uh, come from a place where they, they they want everybody to be controlled, and they're using racism as a way to suggest that nobody can have any freedom because the only freedom that, you know the only reason or uh, the only way people use their freedom now is to be racist and to oppress other people. So if you want to give them your money, do that. Go ahead and give them your money. I don't care. You want to give the QAnon people your money? Give them your money. You know, does it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't doesn't matter to me what you do. Is completely immaterial, um, but just know that, that that's who you're giving your money to. You're giving your money to old school Marxists, and you're giving your money to old school uh, tent preachers. You know, mega church pastors. That's that's all this Q shit is. It's just a rebranding of that, and they're just gonna suck your money the way they've been sucking it. They're gonna give it to a Republican uh, country club guys that just fucking, you know, make money and they don't really give a flying fuck about you. And that's just the way that it's the same old story, folks. Ain't nothing new. That's the other thing that's frustrating about people that just really dive hard into politics. If you're smart enough, your political arc should last about five years. About five years. Really smart people get it done in two. They go, oh, I believe in things, I believe in things. Oh, so do these people. Oh, whoa, whoa, things are going to happen. Oh, they go, wait, what's going to Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't understand. I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing the things that the other people did? Oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't really care anymore. I met somebody I like. Oh, a sandwich. All right. <laughs> Yeah, people do that shit. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that was funny. Well, you know, fuck it. Only got a few years left on this earth. Da, 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 da. Done. That's the arc. Mm -hmm. If you have any semblance of intelligence, any, go, go, go bang pots and pans for the nurses. That's what you're doing. All your political tweeting and talking, you're just essentially banging pots and pans for the nurses. You're just banging a pot in a pan for AOC. That's all you're doing. Keep doing it. Whatever makes you happy. But I suggest, I'll make a suggestion to you at a certain point in your life, you just turn it off. Turn it off. Mute. Turn it off. Go do something else. Because you're not going to want to get to the end of your life. You're not going to want to get to a point in your life where you've spent all of your time invested in in a world that was created for you by algorithms, you're going to want to turn that off and go somewhere else and, I don't know, go kayaking. I can't tell you what to do. Go get murdered. Doesn't it sound like it's more fun to get murdered? Mm -hmm. Go get put in a burlap sack while you jog. Go get tortured in a cabin and murdered. Murdered. It's better than tweeting at Nancy Pelosi. Go get disemboweled by a really evil person. I was going to say, dude, but I don't want to gender the murderer. It's more fun. Can't worry all the goddamn time about politics. It's boring. Trump's going to lose. Biden's going to win. Ellen's not going to jail. I mean, what are you going to keep doing? all the people that get involved with politics lack any other discernible skill. So what they do is they rev you up, they take your money, and then they don't do anything because there's nothing to really do. The country's ungovernable, and the only thing after this is going to look a lot worse than what we have right now. It doesn't mean that, like, you shouldn't get health insurance and things like that. I think you'll eventually probably get those things. I think you'll get national health insurance. It won't be good, but you'll get it as you should get it. And there should be, you know, coordinated attempts to, to get those things, but you can just vote. You could donate money and you could vote. You don't have to live in a 24 hour cycle of, uh, you know, opinion and rhetoric every single day of your life. You can just vote for people that you agree with and then step back and then, you know, try to get things for yourself, get shit on your own. Don't wait for the government to get you something. Don't wait. Good luck. Talk to the people that are still waiting for checks for the beginning of this quarantine, you know, good luck. Go out and do something on your own. Maybe you can't, and you know, and that sucks, and that's okay too. But like, you know, you're relying on this incredibly corrupt government of morally vacant human beings. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what to tell you. If You still think this is all? You're still waiting on the check? Like, well, yeah. It's just we, it's, we just abolished the police. That'll fix it. That'll fix it. Just get rid of the police, yeah. Society won't come apart. Don't think it will. No, we'll just we'll just get rid of the police. And we'll let everybody solve their problems on uh, Twitter, social media. Twitter will become real life, and then people will the the reply guys will be eaten in real life, and they'll reply with a knife to your throat. That's the way the reply, the reply guys on Twitter will become, and that's what many of you need. Many of you need, like, we need to start seeing blue checks on Twitter, who all live in cities, get di- disemboweled. We need to watch a video of some of our faves, some of our blue check favorites get disemboweled. And when you see their entrails on the street, you go, "Hmm, oh, is not working well. They're the ones that keep clamoring for it, so let it happen. Let it happen in New York. Let it happen in these cities. Let these cities burn, and let these people that have all embraced this idea—they got to live in those cities, man. I don't give a fuck. I'm the fuck out of here. The fuck out of California. I'm not going to pay 12% uh, so that one day I can own a six million dollar house that's the size of a storage shed on in in the Hollywood Hills. It's stupid. It's stupid. If you're living in New York City now, you're stupid. Just leave you're in L.A., you're almost stupid. Just leave. We're about to see a resurgence of other parts of the country right now. Let these people stay in New York and L.A. Let them. Go to a place, take it over, start a scene. You know? Go to fucking, I don't know. Go to, uh, trying to think where you should go. Go to Omaha. Go hang out with. Uh, you know, go go ask questions about the who took Johnny disappearance. Go try to solve that case. People DM me new leads about it. I'm like guys. guys. <laughs> Whatever happened to Johnny Gosh? Good question. I don't know where he is. Wherever he is right now, he's tweeting. He's probably retweeting AOC. I don't even want him to come out of hiding. I'm gonna be mad he wasn't killed. I'm gonna look at his Twitter and start throwing up and go, I don't even feel bad for you anymore, you know? Guaranteed. And I get it. He's probably tweeting apologies to police because he's probably like, where the fuck were the cops? Because the cops, you know, we're, were you know, are bad. So I get it. I get it, man. Rogan made a good point. It's like the 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 real woke people are like those religious people at Game of Thrones. Remember the last three seasons of Game of Thrones? Everyone were those religious people were like black hand or whatever they called it. They just came in and they were like forcing everybody, putting everybody through those purity tests. It's just getting boring. We're we're talking about the same shit. Every, this, this culture has gotten nowhere. It's just a death spiral of the same bad ideas over and over again. So if you want to keep your sanity, you got to get out. You kind of got to get out. You have to just turn the key, you know, and just get out of here because, People are going to be talking about this shit in five years. The only difference is is whether you are listening to it or not. That's it. It's the only difference. The only difference is going to be, are you going to be listening to it with a business or with a house or with a relationship or uh, in, in a town you like, or are you going to be listening to it in a, in a disgusting apartment with roommates and no money alone Uh you know, that's the only difference. Nothing will change. Nothing is going to change. Things are going to get worse. They'll steadily get worse. They'll have they'll have bounces of better. Like we'll bounce better, worse, better, worse. But um I, you know, we've been talking about, like I said, I was, you know, I was I was started listening to Alex Jones in maybe nineteen ninety-nine. I was on Alex Jones in the year twenty twenty. Um very little has changed, I think, in twenty years. I mean, it's still some version of the same arguments that people have been having over and over again. You know, if you go back and look at the issues in, in the 2000 election, they're similar to the issues that we have now, economic and wealth inequality, cultural issues, gay issues, abortion, you know, foreign policies taking more center stage now than it was then. That That I will say. We had a little break in the 90s from foreign policy being this dominant issue, and then it kind of came back again after 9 11. But for the most part, it's been the same types of people making the same types of arguments over and over. And it's the same power factions rebranding themselves. You know, it's the same far leftists that are now pushing, uh, you know, that that have rebranded themselves a bunch of times, and now they're pushing the Black Lives Matter stuff and it's the same people on the far right, that are really the religious right, Christian right, that have rebranded a bunch, and they're now pushing QAnon. I mean, this is just where we're at. We're probably not going to... I don't know what... The only thing that will change any of this is technology. It's the only thing that has. The only thing that's changed anything substant- substantively is the fact that we now see the effect that social media and smartphones have on society. But, but other than that, intellectually, the ideas are the same for the most part. Not any new ideas floating around here. It's just the mechanisms by which they go out into the world are different. You know, I can't. If I see one more fucking, if I see one more shitty cell phone vid, put your phone away, please, you rat. Put your phone away, let people say something offensive to you. Either punch them or go and fuck it, have a drink. Realize they're mentally ill. Stop taking your phone out to try to video somebody that's being mean to you. This girl, by the way, that I went to high school with uh, did an article about how racist restaurants are. Nice girl, black girl, dated a white guy for years. Make of that what you will but she wrote an entire thing about how racist restaurants were and they're not that racist. Go, go to eater.com. I'm sick of restaurants being racist or something. And I read this and I, and, I, and she's like a nice girl, but I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Um, she's like, I'm sick of, um, she goes, I will not keep my, yeah, this is her. I'm through being silent about the restaurant industry's racism. Keep going down here. A few weeks ago, I watched my tattoo artist post an Instagram video about the racism in her industry. And I saw this other person get up on her horse and demand change in the equestrian world. And imagine that racism in the equestrian world. No, I can't imagine. Are you saying that the equestrian world has some race and class issues? Um, As I wrote my Facebook quote, the restaurant industry is extremely racist. It's racism is inseparable from the history of dining out in this country. Restaurants here flourished after the civil war, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We all know this. And I agree with her. She's right about this. The effects of discrimination have been everlasting. you know, I get it. people were denied loans, blah, blah, blah. But so this is where it's weird. Cause a lot of her examples don't strike me as racist, but go on. I began working in restaurants in 2009 while attending grad school. The first place I served was a corporate Southern seam steakhouse on Long Island. The corporate steakhouse? Is she saying the corporate steakhouse is racist? Oh, no. We will hold her to a high standard of proof here because she is attacking an institution near and dear to our heart. Not long after I started there, a co-worker was fired for using racial slurs about a black family who was dining with us. The restaurant's owner individually apologized every black employee and the swiftness of his actions assured me that racism would not be tolerated. Nice. Corporate steakhouse, good, right? That's good. The following year, I began my career in fine dining at a popular seafood restaurant on Manhasset Bay. I know exactly which one this is. Louie's in Port Washington. I used to like Louis. Food was okay. I used to get really hammered there and drive home drunk all the time. The staff was mostly B-I-P-O-C. What does that mean? By people of color?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: By meaning black, indigenous people of color?
0: Uh, let me see what that stands for. I'm
1: just curious. Or does it mean they were all bisexuals? Because that sounds like a fucking amazing restaurant to work at. It sounds amazing if everybody in your restaurant is bisexual and everybody literally fucks everybody else. I don't know why you'd write an article complaining about it. Okay, yeah, I was right. Black indigenous people of color. The restaurant had its issues, but during the two years I worked there, diversity was not one of them. But when I returned to the... So, 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 so... So 2008 nine everything's okay. When I returned to the industry in 2018 after a six-year hiatus, I discovered that my previous experiences were anomalies. One evening, while I was training as a server at a farm-to-table restaurant, I asked the trainer how she made recommendations. She goes, "Well, they're Asian, so I recommend the octopus because Asians eat weird food." Why is that racist? No, I, I, I'm I'm genuinely asking, why is that that racist? I'll, I'll I understand that you're making. An assumption about people based on their culture, but is it completely incorrect? Why is that why I don't understand that's a big deal. If she had said, if I if if she said, I asked the trainer how she made recommendations, and the trainer turned around at her and goes, Well, I just take the child they threw in the water and make them eat that because they drowned their own children. That would be racist. Do you understand? So if the trainer said that, that would be a little racist. If the trainer said, by the way, if she goes, how do I ra- make recommendations? And I go, just take a fucking filet mignon and stuff it with fireworks. They're not people. That would be racist. Do you understand? If I said, how do you make recommendations? And she goes, who gives it? They're fucking insects. <laughs> That's racist. But by saying, hey, they like octopus, they like weird shit. I don't get it. Okay. Excuse me, I replied sternly, which she didn't do. Again, I love when people lie. She tried to backpedal, saying something about how Italian guys also loved octopus. Months later, I caught one of the managers and two servers discussing the treatment of black people as it relates to our work ethic. The manager replied that there were times we were treated better than we deserved because of our skin color. The two servers looked shocked, but neither corrected her. Being the only black employee and server of color, I quit immediately. But that, yeah, well, listen, that's shitty to do, and the manager should not have done that. But that evening, the restaurant's owner and I had an honest conversation. She advised me to not let ignorant people affect my wallet, and she had a point. I was broke and living. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Uh, by saying that this is like the restaurant industry is racist, you've had a few, uh, you've had a few um, run-ins with racist people. But it's also like, yeah, they're waiters, they're waiters and waitresses. They're not happy. They're not killing it in life are I know where this chick works. She worked at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, this is not the best and the brightest all the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people are, but a lot of servers are just, they're working other jobs, they're going to school. They're, I mean, I'm not excusing their racist behavior, but I, when we say the entire industry, and then we use examples from one, a few chain restaurants in Long Island, everyone's racist in Long Island. I mean, shortly, I stayed at the restaurant for a year and a half. Shortly before my departure, one of my customers, a senior citizen, grabbed me. He goes, you know what they say about black women? He whispered in my ear, you taste like chocolate. He then attempted to kiss me. Well, this is uh, this is out of hand. I pulled away, but I didn't want to hurt him. What? But I didn't want to hurt him. I could already imagine the headline, Black Server Abused Elderly White Man at a Long Island Restaurant. That's what they would write in Long Island. So again, I walked away, but this time I cried in the hallway while my coworker consoled me. I mean, he was an old dirtbag. He was an old horn dog. Black women are neither a fetish nor a fantasy, and that the sexual harassment we offer experience. Okay. Yeah, but if there was a hot white chick with her tits out and she looked good, do you think this guy wouldn't have said something inappropriate to her as well? Maybe not, or a hot Asian. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, again, this is, again, she bumps into people that are uh, racist here. One time when I defended some guests whom one of these co-workers presumed were Jewish, he asked if I was a black Jew. And re- this is Long Island, man. Leave, move. In response, I referenced, first, they came. What? Oh. And expressed that I stand up for everyone and then politely told him to shut the hell up. He did, but he continued to be openly racist towards me. While the restaurant's clientele was generally kind, they were still middle-aged white men thinking they were Tupac. <laughs> what? <laughs> Telling me I was the prettiest black girl they'd ever seen. Is that racism? And the white woman who felt the need to be down when I approached the table, hey, girl, one of them told me. Okay. Hey, girl? Hey, girl is racism? Now, I understand as you went to the table and I was like, yo, bitch, what's up? Yo, where your man at? Like, okay. One said your makeup is on fleek. We're trying to get lit. And that's stupid, but it's funny. It's like I don't know. What what I mean, they're drunk white, middle aged Long Island women that are trying to relate to you. Is this really that bad? I mean, is that aren't the the Uyghurs in a in a re education camp in China? Imagine them reading this article. Right. Somebody saying, hey girl. I'm not saying that there isn't real racism out there that you're not a, but but I mean this is crazy. This is like if I said that I experienced homophobia, and 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 then my example of homophobia that somebody asked me if I had a boyfriend, or somebody tried to relate to me, or was like, "Hey, yas, bitch," or something annoying. But it, I don't think I think we're just reading too much into it, you know. Well, I wish her the best. I mean, I don't want it. I don't want... We can be... We can get rid of that. I don't want her to to go through any problems, but I also just don't know if that's a... Is that real racism? Somebody says, hey, girl. I mean, if she had said, I walked up to a table, and there were five white women with dreadlocks and do-rags, okay? And as soon as I approached the table... They made these gun signs like this, and they were like, yeah, that's a different story. That's maybe a different story here. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's a problem. You know, I guess it would be annoying. If I was working at one of these restaurants and I went to a table of straight guys and they all started acting gay, like, they were like, stop it! And they just, like, yes, that would be annoying to me, but my still... My bigger problem, I would go. Why am I a waiter? Bigger problem. Why am I? Why, why am I a waiter? What's going on? But yes, I'll be annoying. I'm conceding that'd be annoying, but that's not what it sound like happened. If somebody just went, "Hey, girl, your makeup's on fleek." It's just some old white bitch. Try. I mean, are we? Your makeup's on flat. You know. Now, if they, if if she went to over to the table they were singing like spirituals you know it would be a problem or if she went to the table and said hey can I tell you about some of our specials and one of the white ladies started singing old man river that old man river he must know something but don't say nothing he just keeps rolling along. Yes, that would be racist. That would be wrong. That would be odd. Old man river. Like she walked over and they all just yeah, started singing old man river. Right. Old man river that old. That's right. Ra- you got to learn the difference between what is racist and what is not racist. Right. Like, if I walked to a table and somehow knew I was gay, maybe they just see me sucking someone off, and, like, I walked up to the table, and they went into, like, a choreographed dance routine and just just started stuffing, like, cocks in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that, that would be homophobic. You have to really pick. We got to gotta, gotta not hyperanalyze every situation. Somebody said hello to you the wrong way. Hello cannot be the problem here. It just can't. I was so nervous I was in that article. She'd been my server multiple times at all of those restaurants. I was so nervous I was in that article. I thought she was going to be like, a pretty well-known comedian who used to sell mortgages went to my restaurant drunk and said, hey, you want a house? You'll sign anything. You know how you people are. Like that, I understand. Like I was so worried that I had said something like that, but I didn't. A decently well-known comedian had made very inappropriate comments to me, asked me to get him cocaine, and then said, quote, can you call a cousin or something? I was so panicked I was in that article. I'm like, God, I hope I'm not in that article. She's a good woman. I wish her no ill will. There's racists in Long Island. I guess the best thing would be to leave Long Island. I mean, that would be. We did long today, folks. We went an hour and 45 minutes. You, really get, you get more than you should get here. Join our Patreon. You get a free episode every week. If you are a Rothschild member, you get not only the extra weekly episode, but we do a jumbo episode at the end of the month for you as well. The Patreon is patreon.com slash the Tim Dillon Show. We have merch stuff right that we're working on right there, Life in the Big City. Ben is wearing the shirt. It's good he he did that part of the job today. Uh, ben is wearing the shirt, and, uh, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening. There's no live comedy happening, folks, but you can always find us digitally New sketches coming out. Go vote for us on Tournament of Laughs if we want. It's such an embarrassment, but do it anyway. I'd love love to win that show, and then they cancel TBS, and it goes out of business. So that would be great. Uh, Enjoy the summer. It's in full swing. God bless you. Good luck. Goodbye.